From west to east and kingdom to kingdom, you're listening to the Connecting with Walt podcast. Connecting with Walt is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. The best way to support the show is by booking a Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation with Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today for your next dream vacation at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to episode 271 of Connecting with Walt. I am your host and Diz historian, Michael Bowling. From points across California, you're listening to the special Disneyland podcast reunion on Connecting with Walt. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey. Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Luella Loriola. Hi, everyone. And Tony Spatel. Hello. Oh, my goodness. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has. Has it been six, yes. six months, Michael? Yeah, I think it has last? been. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how many we've done of these? Of, of the I know reunion some of them shows? Were, some, some of them were split. I know that. but Yeah, you know, I think overall, what, about four, maybe? Four or five, so. yeah. yeah. Four, and, and they were all split. So it's yeah. been more than that. You mean we talk too much? Is that what you're saying? No. The more episodes, just, the better, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> just, just, we talk just enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our old listeners definitely feel that way. <laughs> any any life updates that we need to cover before we get into our, our topic topics? Everyone doing good? Christmas mm-hmm. is coming by Nanoscapes. <laughs> okay. That was my... That was my... Uh, my Listen. Send a check in. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I was saying before the show, I'm I'm taking my granddaughter to Walt Disney World for the first time this summer. Oh, nice. So nice. I'm very excited about that. That's awesome. That's exciting. Is she, it is. Is she excited? I, sh- I don't know if she knows yet. It, oh, I think okay. it's we're okay. going to um, <laughs> be, it's going to be a surprise. Yeah, she doesn't listen oh, to she the show. Well, that's exciting. Right. Is she going? Are you planning to take her to all the different um, parks? Yes. Yeah. And we're going to be there a while. So, and hopefully we'll get over to Universal because she likes Harry Potter and all that. Oh, and check excellent. all that is, out. Is there, is there something specific at Walt Disney World that you're, that you're most excited about her experiencing? Animal Kingdom. Okay. I oh, think yeah. that's, that's my favorite, favorite park. I was going to say that's your favorite park yeah. anyway. Okay. Make yeah. sure you stop in Harambe at the uh, at the uh, drums. They have a whole bunch of drums out mm-hmm. just for kids to play on. That was one of Zoe and Lily's favorite things how, to do at that how age. How old is your granddaughter now, Michael? She will be 15 okay. by the time. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> well, I don't know if she'll be in the drums, but I'll right. point them out to her. Yeah. They have something <laughs> similar wait, in Pandora. Wait, 15? She's Years. 15 now? She will be. We're oh my god! I know when you think that on the first podcast cruise is when we got the notification that she was born. born. Yeah, Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, Western's, uh, <laughs> Western's 20 on Saturday. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Mine life, just, 16, life just keeps going. Yeah, it does. All right. Let's get into some, some, some topics, some information. Um, we're going to, we're going to call this news, but please consider that we haven't been together for six months. So it might not be news news, but it's news to us and we haven't talked about it. So we're going to talk about it. Um, looks as if it looks as if it's in the Disney parks box. Um, we're getting some, so that looks as if. It looks as if, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, uh, we're getting some expansion at the Haunted Mansion. Um, yeah. Anybody know the details of this? Like the, the grounds will expand to uh, expand with the spirit of metamorphosis at Disneyland Resort, uh, building on the story of the Haunted Mansion, a new expanded outdoor queue, and a new retail shop. Uh, adjacent near the near the attraction's exit, which is going to take Eden to the space of the queue for Tiana's whatever it is the uh, for Splash Mountain Bayou Adventure. Um, yeah, Bayou mm-hmm. Adventure. Sorry, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> so it's going to eat up a little bit of that queue toward the end. I don't know that they used the queue that queue that much anyway. The, the that far back. I mean, they already have a standing little retail store there. So I think. Like the little carts or something. Like a little cart. Yeah. So the space Mm -hmm. is already being utilized to sell items. (laughs) So I think it will more fit into theme now because it's Mm -hmm. just a cart. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll cut into. But I think it will cut into some of the the ground of. you know, the, a corner of Tiana's right. Bayou Adventure. Yeah. Yes. So, but that other was a big shop. So other than the shop, why do you, do you think they're doing it so that you don't have a person with a sign all the way at Tiana's Bayou Adventure holding up a sign to, for the queue to be that long for Haunted Mansion? Well, do you think that's why they're doing it or? I think that I mean, is part of it. Trying to get people off the path. You, well, you yeah. people are backing up all the way to pirates. I think is. Mm-hmm. The but considering goes. they're using it a lot as a tie-in to the movie, I mean, the the three new areas are going to be each themed to Mamliota, Master Gracie, and the cat. I don't remember the one-eyed cat. <laughs> that was, I think, part of the original concept. It was one of the storylines. Oh, okay. They were developing it. And the one-eyed cat was it sort of was going to be like the raven. It was going to sort of appear at different places during the attraction, sort of this scary, you jump out at you, that kind of thing. Okay. Well, that makes sense, especially since one of the things I'll mention earlier, they sent you guys a little copy of the, the, the photo um, from some of the original, the original Raleigh Crump ideas, so. That'd it be looks fun. beautiful, the concept art. I just hope we don't lose that wonderful fountain they have. I hope oh. they incorporate oh. it somehow into oh, It looks like there's the a back queue. fountain. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe they that's the one. Of course the um I I was worried they would take out, you know, the honorary graveyard up top of the hill above it. But supposedly they're going to keep the graveyard in the pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. So it looks like uh, 
construction starting in January. I don't know that we have a ETA as far as when it's going to be done. <laughs> yeah, how many years will it be? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, the, it's just exterior, so... Yeah, I'd want I want to say June time was pretty fast. You, you'd think they'd try to get it done by Haunted Mansion Holiday next year, maybe? You would think maybe. so, yeah. Or maybe the summer. You know, I'd so imagine to have the summer, retail open. Well, considering that all of the artwork for it is, you know, looks like Spring Flowers is going to be a little bit more colorful in the design. Yeah, and that kind of strikes me as odd that they would try and open it around Haunted Mansion Holiday mm-hmm. when they would be covering up all the new decor to that area. Mm-hmm. Well, we shall see. Speaking of Haunted Mansion Holiday, has anybody experienced it uh, this year? I have. I, I uh, was able to go on it, mm-hmm. and I just love it. I always am excited to see what the gingerbread house is going to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a unique aspect of Haunted what's, Mansion Holiday. What's, what's, good- what's the house this year? What does it look like this year? I, I never know because I get all confused, but it's all big. <laughs> I've got a story on that one. Um, Do you? Yeah. I found an article earlier today discussing the origins of the Van Von Ginger house it is called the von ginger house and it's shaped mm-hmm. like a mausoleum and it provides a reference into the graveyard to that specter that's in the mausoleum oh uh, yes have. yes that's right and they that's given right. that specter a name of course and, you know because von means i think it means something about with something or other and then, of course, ginger is natural for gingerbread. Hmm. So yes. that's the whole yeah, thing. And it's smiling because it wants yeah. you to share its Christmas pudding. Is which that has all kinds of bugs and okay. things out. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess you're talking about the, the hand that reaches out with the trowel that's... Is that no? You know, there's no, one where there's a ghost in front okay. of the mausoleum. It's as okay. on our, on your way out. Okay, it'll yes. be to it's, the right as you go towards the to the right of the opera singers. Okay, and they, it's yeah. kind of set back into the mausoleum. It's, any, any other? Sorry, go ahead. That's yeah. okay. Any other big changes this year that you notice, Luella? Well, I can never find. <laughs> the monkey bride. Everybody monkey bride. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it is sh- showing well on a lot of the videos that are online. It so is, is it not right as, there in plain sight. Is it not? So it's not as hidden this year. I think by the time I reach that, my eyes aren't quite adjusted. Like, and it's so dark in there, and I'm just excited to be there. And so I just can never really find it. So, well, but, there's there's two things this year. There's the monkey bride, and mm-hmm. to the opposite side, there is the wax, the melting wax candle man from uh-huh. Raleigh Crump's original ideas. Um, right, the Museum was, of the Weird. That was one of his ideas in there. And That's so right. they made a small wax candle man uh, sculpture and put it on one of the boxes to the left. I hope that stays going there. Going out to the exit. 
It's yeah. right in the area where the Phantom plays the piano in the attic with the wedding okay. march. I hope, though, that, you know, when they we go back to the traditional haunted mansion, they don't um, they don't remove it. So Hopefully they give him idea. more prominence because it's literally it's like a, it's like a, a, a what's the brand company that makes all those figurines. It's like a little action figure. Type. It's tiny. It's yeah, it's small. It's small candle, but okay. it is standing out. I, I thought that was easier to spot versus the monkey bride, but it looks exactly what was in one of the books of Roy uh, Crump. Mary, Mary Jo mm-hmm. texted us and said that she's going to look, look for the monkey bride this weekend and will let us know how easy it is to find. Um, <laughs> Mary Jo had some family commitments tonight, so she wasn't able to join us. We send her our best wishes and tell mm-hmm. her we miss her. So, Yep, absolutely. Um, speaking of, of Raleigh Crump and, and Hunter Mansion history, uh, Luella, you went to a presentation about Hunter Mansion? I did. So over the weekend, um, I had a couple of friends that were doing, um, like hosting a Haunted Mansion talk with Bob Gurr and Garner Holt. Mm-hmm. And um, it was at the new uh, DBC, uh, that three-bedroom tower. So I got to see that too, uh, which was really exciting. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. But um, it's always a joy to listen to Bob Gurr and mm-hmm. hear some stories. And every time you think you know it all, you don't. <laughs> you That's good. That he always has a new story. And, um, and sometimes it's so much information that maybe I did hear it before, but you can't remember it all. But, uh, you know, always talking about his, the doom buggy and different aspects. And of course he knew Walt Disney. So that's always a joy. Um, there's, it's getting few and far between to, you know, people who've actually worked and, uh, had stories with Walt Disney. So I always love listening to Bob Gurr and he's, He's real sharp. He's still sharp up there <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and always dapper. So um, that was really So nice. what did you learn? What did you learn about the Haunted Mansion? Oh, gosh. Um, and I kind of already knew a little bit about that. But I don't know if you guys recall in the 80s, there used to be a live character. A knight. There was a knight. A knight. Yeah. It scared the bejesus out of Carol. <laughs> I saw him. On the corn at the corner of my eye, because I thought that's never been there before. And she was sitting on the side of the doom buggy closest to him, and he actually reached out and grabbed her shoulder. Yes! Oh my gosh! In the eighties, that was like a new initiative they were starting to to try to add new things. So they were experimenting with actually adding you know, live characters to different attractions. And the Haunted Mansion was the first one. Um, since we didn't get any more characters, you mm-hmm. can see how, how popular that was. <laughs> I'm assuming that guy got smacked a hundred times or uh, more. He, he must have. I mean, people must have peed in the doom buggies. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was, my. yeah, I mean... But I think there was a, a lot of talk about the doom buggies and, um, you know, people are, were um, inquiring, I think, uh, in Venture Through Inner Space. Is that probably the first utilization of the doom buggy? I yes. think he might have mentioned that. And actually, the moderator was um, Jeff Baum, who'd written that book. Uh, there's like some book on Haunted Mansion. So it was, you know, it's it's great timing and 
I just like to be in the presence of, of Bob Gurr. So a lot of the times I'm not listening. I'm kind of in awe. <laughs> But um, it was so much fun. And then Garner Holt talked a lot about the, the the overlay of the Haunted Mansion Nightmare Before Christmas because it was um, – and, you know, Michael, you've probably known because we've gone to one of his events. We went to the his, events with Mary Jo, yeah. yeah. With Mary Jo, mm-hmm. yes. And so, um, you know, that it was Garner Holt Productions that did the overlay. It wasn't even Disney. And they bid for that. And I found that interesting that they bid for it. Mm-hmm. whoever and um they talked about being on this table and you'll have four different vendors bidding for wanting to do uh the overlay it's something that Disneyland wanted but i guess Garner Holt gave the best price and also had the most mm-hmm. passion i think he even said he would have done it for free <laughs> that's how bad he wanted it mm-hmm. um you don't tell so- Disney that until after <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. They would have and, taken him up on that offer. I know. I know. And um, I don't know if you knew, I, I might have heard before, but the Tokyo Disneyland version, mm-hmm. I think that was initially meant to be for Walt Disney World. But Walt Disney World didn't want to do it. And so since they have a similar. They, they do. They have a similar mansion. Yeah. I and think so it's. They went to Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah. I think they have two Sally characters in the Tokyo, and I've seen it, and it is cool. But um, just as a little sneak preview, in a couple of weeks, we're talking about A Nightmare Before Christmas. And we'll talk about also, uh, is is that overlay coming to Walt Disney World? Hmm, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoy the overlay, but I understand if – Walt Disney World is more a park where a lot of international guests go, and I only go once every five years. I might be disappointed, whereas I go to Disneyland often. And yes. so I'm looking forward to an overlay because um, you shut it down. I know when before Run Disney used to happen in January, Holiday Mansion was closed for almost two weeks. It was never open during the Run Disney because they were changing the overlay. So mm-hmm. a lot of the people who came to the run couldn't even go on Haunted Mansion. So, so it's, um, you know, whenever I can listen to Garner Holt and Bob Gurr and learn something new, I'm, I'm always happy. And even if I don't learn something new, it's always exciting because they always um, sprinkle in some little pixie dust and just to be around the presence is, right, right. is always exciting. What's crazy is now it's been there so long. There's people who are now and they're closing in on like being a real grown up. Sorry, the teacher and me that have like only remember, especially let's say if they only went at wintertime, only remember that version because it's we're that old. Just <gasps> to remind people it's been around that long now. Yeah, it has been. It has mm-hmm. been. It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we get too far away from uh, gingerbread houses, we got an announcement just today of recording the day of, of recording um, that something we lost during COVID is finally returning. Uh, Nancy, you have the details on that. Oh yeah. The, um, the, oh my gosh, how much fun was it? The gingerbread house making at the, well, it's no longer the... 
Jazz, jazz Kitchen Coastal Grill and yes, and the yes, okay. blah 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 Jazz <laughs> Kitchen thing. <laughs> I'm not going to be able grill to get food. used to calling that the yeah, no. Coastal Grill, whatever. Mm. And it's like, what's coastal about? Jazz, jazz kitchen. It's uh, it's because the new Imagineers they they're like dogs. They have to pee on every tree, so they have <laughs> to change everything for the sake of changing it. Oh, uh, I tell you, it is no fun, no and no fair. But yes, yes, if you are going to um, Disneyland the weekend of December tenth, December sixteenth, and seventeenth. And December 20th, from 12 to 2 p.m., you, too, can check in at 12 at the Jazz Kitchen Coastal Girl and Patio. That is a name. Um, and it's $25 per person per ticket. So if it's you and mom and one kid, you're going to pay 75 um, plus, plus, great job on the math. Great job on the math. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, 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 teacher, Tony. I try. The, I guess the eighth grade math club presidency came in handy. Um, <laughs> I'm such a nerd. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, add on to that uh, gingerbread house making kit for $52. So that there's is- one, a minimum of one kit per booking. So you could book like um, you could book like ten people in, and <laughs> you can eat each. You know, you can divvy it up and buy multiple houses. Everybody Wait, has so- to buy at least one house. Because I'm actually going to be there one of those weekends, and I'm actually kind of excited. Like, oh, maybe I'll do this. But wait, I have to pay twenty five dollars, even with, and I have to get. At least one house. Yeah, one house. So for okay. two people, it's fifty bucks plus the fifty-two dollars of the house. Yes. Right. Yes. That's okay. kind of what that is way more than it, it used to be. It is. It is. It was like I was excited 75. for the twenty-five. Now I'm not anymore. Well, it used to be pre-COVID. It had gotten to be like seventy-five, including the house and two seats. I think. Yeah, but like before that. that, it was, you know, like 50-something, and, you, little, and you got, like, or kids didn't call, you know, they didn't charge for kids. Your $25 gets you a seat at the workshop, unlimited hot chocolate sodas, coffee, or hot ice or hot tea. So, And that's it? Ooh. You used to get more than that. I know, you used to get little snackies. Uh-huh. They used to have all kinds of little little tasty cookies and and treats and stuff. Now, if you do purchase a ticket, it will allow you to book lunch reservations with Jazz Kitchen with priority service at 11 a.m. before the workshop or 2.30 p.m. after the workshop. So they have some seats with extra fast servers to attend to you to get you to the workshop yeah. on time. Tickets go on sale November 6th at 11 a.m. Woohoo! So and it's what, available you, through the Jazz Kitchen's own website off of okay. Tina Group's website. Are there so any Nancy, you've done this before. <laughs> Have you, um, do you think this is worth it? 
Budget-wise, no, but experience, having the fun of it is. I would recommend taking your own extra candies, peppermint wheels, you know, things like extra gumdrops, things like that to decorate with because you're limited with what's in the kit. But they give you enough icing to glue it together and, you know, do, do a little decoration on top of the house. And then, you know, candy, you can run out of candy real fast if you've got a kid who's a heavy decorator. <laughs> so there's the kid is just a kid. It's not like, oh, I can just keep taking gumdrops and decorate it however I want. Well, if you bring your own gumdrops, you can create <laughs> so, it however so you want. in $2, I can bring my own gumdrops and have the possibility of giving more money so I can eat there afterwards. Cause they didn't mm -hmm. give me any food. Yes. <laughs> All right. You understand perfectly. Okay. But if you're, if you're into that sort of thing and you want it to be an experience, we found that a lot of families that went, especially they went in big groups and did multiple houses. Um, they would bring their own, yeah, don't make the little money sign there, Tony. Um, if you, um, we found that they got the most of the experience because they would bring like little candy canes and have little candy cane pathways and and all that. So, do you think stuff. if I just hung out in front of the jazz kitchen the weekend of December fifteenth <laughs> through seventeenth with a variety of Walmart purchased candies? That as people are walking in and I offered them to them for a few dollars here and there that I get escorted out by Disney security. Um, I think that's a money-making venture. I think. You know, and what's funny it. is most people completely wouldn't realize that, 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 you know, that they're in heavy competition here with all these people. Set up your and table next some to the Jehovah Witnesses, Tony. Because yeah, every time I've gone, they have a table in downtown Disney. Okay, I have a question. I'm glad you brought that up, kind of, because <laughs> how I it doesn't matter what religious sect or, or belief or whatever it is, I didn't know you, they could, you could just do that. Like, how do they get that? They probably no buy a vendor space and pay for a vendor space that's a permanent kind of thing. Yeah, because I see that like too, the hot dog people. Like, oh. Okay. All right, okay. let's move on, shall we, before we get to, too far into that. Um, let's talk a little bit about, we're moving around the park now. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the new treehouse, the Adventureland treehouse. What was Tarzan's treehouse? And before that, this was Family Robinson treehouse. Now Oops. we are going to be seeing very soon, I think, right? Yeah. Kim, Kim Irvine said it would open mid-month. Mid-month. When I October. was chatting with her. So maybe by you know, I wasn't sure because it was like at the very end of September, October, like right before October. So I don't know if she was st thinking still September. Or she was thinking we were in October, but it's definitely in. Um, it's it's definitely this this, this summer. Pardon me. You want to talk a little bit about what's what's coming? What it is, well, it's sort of, I got disheartened because she said one of the reasons for the change. Well, she talked about every time they've changed the tree, it was because the tree was basically falling apart. And okay. so 
when it was switched over to Tarzan's treehouse, it's because they had to do something. And they were going to take, you know, all those rumors that were going to take it down and put in retail. But she said, no, their, their philosophy is if you take, if you re- remove an attraction, you need to replace it with something of equal or better, you know, value. So that's a nice change from like the Paul right. Pressler era. And so that's when Tony, and Tarzan was coming out. Tony Baxter wanted to save the tree. And so he said, what if uh, we, and, and this is sort of now what I know, what if we retheme it, the Tarzan? And Michael Eisner went for it, but said, he, he gave him only a few weeks, really, a few months. He said it has to be out before the film. And so I think it opened the hmm. day of the film, the Treehouse. So now the Treehouse was in distress again. And that's why they're thinking what to do with it. And she said, well, you know, there there are issues with the original film and how Disney Plus, they have the disclaimer in front of it. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I hope that doesn't go down the Song of the South route someday. But uh, and so I thought I had heard that they were going to have a new series, Swiss Family Robinson series. And that's on Disney what Plus. they're saying. Yeah, and that the treehouse is based on that new series. And so they have a new family, and it's uh, there's a teenage daughter who is an astronomer, and there's a boy that is into, um, I think he's into nature animals and all that. And so all of, yeah. and, and the father's into cooking, and the um, mom is into music. So the whole treehouse is built with an area for each of their interests. So, and there is a connection to the society for explorers and adventurers in there. There's some Easter eggs for that in there, especially look in the astronomer's room, the daughter's room for that. Do you want to and, explain that? Do you want to explain that society for explorers uh, and adventures? Cause that's a ju- lot of people aren't familiar with the Disney sea connection. There, it's yeah. It's supposed to be where, um, like, like Mister Hightower, who's you know, this, that's the story for the Tower of Terror, Disney Sea. He was part of this organization, Society of Explorers and Adventurers, and it also sort of comes from the old Adventurers Club at uh-huh. Walt Disney World. And so, what there was an initiative to sort of spread that around, little Easter eggs and tie it into different attractions and things like there's the restaurant the the jungle skipper's canteen that that is like their headquarters at the magic kingdom and it's a wonderful place to go into so in different attractions around the world you can see like their logo or there's a backstory of the person who's you know is associated with the attraction and they're part of this organization. So they're sort of loosely tying in now the treehouse to that. So, and she said one of the big things was they had to bring back the water wheel. And yes. so, because they removed it for Tarzan's treehouse. So the water wheel is back. They had just tested it um, right before I chatted with her. And so it is, um, it is working. Yay. Let's see how long it works, given their track <laughs> record lately. But um, but anyway, but it is working. So it sounds interesting. You know, well, I, I think people who are used to the film will be confused by the backstory. But otherwise, it's um, I'm just happy it's opening again. Right. Uh, yeah. See what it does to traffic. One of the things I'm excited about is they, they're 
taking the ground level attraction bit of um, of Tarzan, you know, where they had the kitchen and the you know music making and all that down there. They're going to take that and then also make an accessibility section with it where those guests who can't get up into the treehouse can actually see what's in the rooms mm-hmm. by a display and exhibit. Oh, similar yeah. to what they do at Finding Nemo? I'm not sure if it'll be exactly like that, like they I mean, do in the yeah. castle. The castle, um, yeah. But it'll probably be An something again. Viewing. Yeah, excellent. All right, okay. so that should be opening soon, which is awesome. Something. In that, and can we mention they took? The, can we no. mention they took away that no. big old tree from the middle of the walkway? Oh yeah. So you can actually walk through Adventureland all the mm. way now. Yeah, it's they did that a while back. A cluster yeah. in Adventureland. That's that's. It, well, there's not a box around it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. But. Yeah. But yeah, it it just wasn't built, you know, for the number of people that go through that no. park today. And Kim Irvine, you know, stated that. Remember that whole Project Stardust <laughs> yeah. thing that in order but to try to that. widen the path. Still working on that. I think they're done with it. And she said, okay. you know, a lot of it was like if if a planter had a, a sharp corner, um, it they rounded it out. And they made sure, like, they didn't, like, totally get rid of things like gardens and all that, even though their size might have been adjusted. Mm -hmm. And she said it was very important to still have benches in there and not remove benches to make it comfortable for guests who need, you know, to take a breather. So, All right. Let's move on. Speaking of Kim Irvine, what what else do you have to say about Kim Irvine? You you, you keep mentioning her. Any other other scoops? yeah, I was at a presentation about, um, you know, about her, she was giving about her career at the Walt Disney Family Museum a while back. And that's how I got the chat with her. And then we were talking about, um, I asked, and I didn't ask it in front of people, but I asked, I don't know if you can mention this. I said, but with all the announcements that keep coming out about Disneyland, you know, a lot of us are disappointed we never hear anything about Tomorrowland. And I said, because that's an area that really needs attention. She just smiled at me and said, we have such a great plan for it that we are about to announce. So she said, just stay tuned. Mm. But there is an announcement coming out about Tomorrowland. That will be exciting. That will be exciting. And she was delighted. Mm. I mean, I could tell she was excited about it every d23 expo i'm holding on hoping they'll mm-hmm. say something about tomorrowland and then nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> so that would be nice i feel the same <laughs> way luella I, I told her you know i don't even go into that land anymore <laughs> uh, i said except to ride the submarine and uh, and she totally understood and i asked you know and those wonderful mary blair murals would be so wonderful to see them again she said well there's still one left and she said would be nice if we uncovered it. <laughs> so I'm hoping she was sort of giving me a little clue. Yeah, she is dangling the carrot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there some artwork that was presented that showed that mural uncovered? I don't know. I haven't seen I it. seem to recall seeing like some Mary Blair art somewhere like on some kind of 
marketing presentation material. I haven't seen anything for Tomorrowland. So, um, so I don't know. But let's hope more Mary Blair the better, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you bet. Yeah, agree. Uh, Luella, you mentioned earlier that you had gotten to see uh, the villas at the Disneyland Hotel, the new v- DVC property. Has anybody else visited that yet? I haven't visited it, but Lord only knows. I know Michael and I have, and Tony <laughs> have all received the marketing materials right. left, right, and sideways. You know? Well, you can talk about the design stuff since you actually saw it in person. We've only seen through the marketing thing. Mm. But I I thought it was so adorable. Is the fact that they're charging an occupancy tax with your stay. So you're using your points for your stay. You're still going to have an actual bill folio at the end where you're going to basically pay your, your office. Is that not the case at the grand? No, not at all. It's all included in you. You just basically walk away when you're done. If if you have to pay money on your card. I think at Walt Disney World, they might charge an occupancy tax. It's only Alani, from what I understand. It's only Alani. Okay, I knew I was charged somewhere for something. But I think that's, I mean, you also have to remember that it's Anaheim. And, Mm. okay, we'll let you build this. But you got to throw us a, it's always a, I scratch your back, my back. We all scratch backs, whatever (laughs) it is. But, like, I can remember what the first was. But, yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's Alani that... You have to pay one. Yeah. I think you're right, Tony. Yeah. yeah that, right, so Lola, tell us more about what you saw. Well, but at the actual villas, I was able to go to the open house. And what I love about the Disneyland Hotel and what they did with the villas is I'm really big on um, kind of like this mid-century modern, mm. um, the bright colors, almost feels like you're in Palm Springs. Uh, so that's kind of what I felt like when I walked in and it's very gorgeous. It does look more modern than the other towers, but I think it fits in to the theming. And um, I was able to see, you know, I'm not a DVC member, so, you know, this was all new to me, but, you know, I was able to see a duo studio, one bedroom villa, a deluxe studio, and um, I guess they call it a two bedroom lock-up villa. And yeah. the, the 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 theming is so gorgeous. The room itself is beautiful. It reminds me a lot of Al- Alani, but there's like a Tiana room, um, the Encanto, all the theming. And uh, at this open house, they, they I wasn't able to see the three bedroom, but um, because I went to um, my friend's event, I was able to check out the three bedroom and that one. My goodness, is uh, gorgeous. It's like two levels, <laughs> like eleventh oh, and twelfth floor. Like all of them, villa? all the grand villas yes. are, two, are two levels, including mm-hmm. the the California. We've stayed yeah. in one of those. They had a one of the rooms was Moana, one was Frozen, and there's the balcony. And because of the location, I was able to watch the Disneyland fireworks from the nice. balcony of the three bedroom villa. So Do I think they all pipe in, all, in the music. Do they pipe in the I, music? Talk? I it's heard it. In you, the- yeah. in one of the floors, cause you, um, or one of the rooms you can turn on the TV and pipe in the music, but where I mm-hmm. was situated, I was in the lower part. Um, I did not hear the music, but 
my some of the people that were in the upper balconies, they were there to listen to the music. So I, I believe you can. I just was not able to. I was just happy to see fireworks because I don't know if you know, my kids don't like fireworks, so I don't watch fireworks when I go with them. So I didn't have my kids and I was able to watch fireworks. But I, I think it's gorgeous. I had heard that there weren't enough rooms at the Grand. So I'm hoping that this will help with all the DVC members. Um, I heard it was expensive. I heard it costs a lot of points. But in general, just as I'm talking about what it looked like, I thought it was beautiful. I really did. I and I, I know it. I've seen images. There's like a large character mural. Is that in the lobby? Yes. There's a large, beautiful character mural. And I do not believe you need to be a DVC member to go into the lobby. Um, anyone can go in there. I can't remember the artist, but it's has all the different characters. I had, I, you know, as soon as I find my Moana, I'm taking a picture with Moana. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm assuming that since now they've added all these rooms, they've increased um, capacity for dining and drinks <laughs> and all that. Did they talk about that, Luella? <laughs> no, but someone was telling me the laundry room had a lot of lawn um, washers and dryers. They were really happy with that. Um, cause we got to see the laundry room. Um, there's another pool area. So in addition to what quiet provided, pool. yeah, it's more of a quiet pool, but it um, does have a pool bar though, which are a, there's going to be like, sort of like a, um, oh, not whitewater snaps, <laughs> whatever they want to call it. Um, it will still always be at Whitewater Snacks to me. I still call I, it that. You. I, corrected. I think everyone you. still calls it that. Yeah. who have been around a while. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's supposed to be something yeah. like that, only not as grandiose scale. Like the food is supposed to be much simpler. For and and much and and not and much smaller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, than Whitewater Snacks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is going to be, I am dreading it because it's the, the restaurants in downtown Disney are going to even be more impacted because yeah. they added no restaurants or anything to the Disneyland resort, um, the, the Disneyland hotel area. In fact, they took away, they closed down Steakhouse 55. Right. So well, I think it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. And, and did they, they add like a, a store where you like at Walt Disney World DVC resorts, they have like a fairly significant grocery section since you can cook in your room. We never had that at the Grand for DVC. It was minimal. Um, did they? Do they have a, a grocery store or anything there, Luella? Did you see? I didn't see that in when I looked at the lobby. I mean, they do have plans to open, you know, the Din Tai Fung and the Portos. That might be some added things. But as far as that area, no. I mean, Trader Sam's is the same old little small Trader Sam's. And everyone's yeah, going to go and there. it's going to be even more difficult to get into now. Yeah, and my only- issue with that, too, as a DVC owner is, again, is that the value for what I'm paying for is not yeah. there when at Disney World – and I don't want to turn this into a Disneyland versus Disney World show, but in terms of DVC, I think we can at least discuss it, that I can go to any of the DVC resorts in Florida or even Vero or Alani, stay there and never go off campus. I call it off campus for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the Disneyland Villas, I 
kind of probably going to have to go somewhere else to get something. And that's not what I've mortgaged my vacations for the next 50 years for. Mm -hmm. That's my only frustration with it, even though I'm not buying or planning on using points there, but just the idea. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, at least at the Grand Californian, you could stay there. Mm-hmm. And there's there's places to eat. There's a large lounge, a couple of lounges indoors and outdoors. Um, yeah, the Disneyland Resort, the hotel resort, doesn't um, have any of that. Unless well, they're <laughs> eventually going to add it, but then I would have waited to pay for it. I don't want to buy on speculation that, oh, eventually they're going to have all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The points that is. Maybe for the Disneyland Forward yeah. you know, project, when that gets built, they'll expand <laughs> the villas. And if my, anybody my dis- hasn't heard of it, they should go to the Disneyland website and, and click on Disneyland Forward to understand mm-hmm. this whole mess. <laughs> yeah. But um, my disappointment is, and this is minor, is that I wish they had kept up the theme of the towers because every tower is named after a realm at Disneyland. So I wish they would have named it. Now we have a Tomorrowland area, but they could have called it, I don't know. They could have still called it Tomorrowland because, and then it would have been a tribute to the four original realms of the park. So I would, you know, the Tomorrowland tower, the villas at the Disneyland resort, Tomorrowland tower, because what, what's a couple more words in a Disney title, you know? So I, I um, guess um, because they want to have needs, needs all different characters, right? Yeah. You want to season the Moana, the Frozen, the mm-hmm. Tiana. And so, you know, when you look at Adventureland, the lobby is Adventureland, yeah. which is beautiful. But maybe if they named it Tomorrowland, then it doesn't stick with. Well, a, a lot of complaints that are on like the DVC forums and such are that the rooms in Florida are getting less Disney-fied. Um, like, they, the Beach Club just had a, a refresh, and um, they it people were calling it bland. You know, there was no spontaneity, you know. It looked least, like a Ramada Inn lobby or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah it, maybe lost that, they, it lost the theming. They're removing a lot of the theming. So maybe so they, put, I guess I well, thought, well, what the heck? You know, well, like, I kind of, so I agree with you. And I, I'm wondering though, if maybe it's a generational, I mean, I know there's, it's a cheaper thing. I understand that to not theme. And I want my theming. That's why I love Animal Kingdom Lodge and, mm-hmm. you know, anything that's over the top theme. That's why I love Disney. But I'm wondering if Gen Z. Yep. And, they are like, no, we don't need all that. You know, we just, we needed to look cleaner and that. And it's funny because I know we've always talked about like, oh, the next generation, the next generation. And now that I've getting older, um, I, I I think that might be part of it. I don't want to admit it because I don't like it. But um, Craig and I have I'm talked hoping- about this and you're exactly right, Tony. If they want the more bougie boutique looking kind of things. Rather than the heavy theming, yeah, and well, I want to go to the want a place where they can just the rest and put their head down on their phone. Sorry, uh, I know. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, exactly. They don't want a place that they can immerse themselves in. They want a place that you know it's a 
it's a conduit for going to the park There's and our armchair doing all the things and drinking. Well, it's interesting. When uh, <laughs> one of my kids, I told them I was going to Disneyland, one of my kids, my fourth graders, I teach fourth grade. And the first thing she was excited about was Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Mm. It hit me and it reminded me, oh yeah, because it's for like kids want, like I didn't, that wasn't, I mean, I was excited to try to eat the food, but the characters and that movie were, didn't, weren't that appealing to me compared to like when Andrew was little and the movies he liked. And so, and it kind of reminded me, hit me in the face. Nope. This generation now wants this. And that's they want their films. Movie. They want to see yeah. their films and their characters in the park that they grew up with. And, you know, and that's fine. You know. So. All right. Let's move about, I don't know, hundred feet. North. Do we talk about um, <laughs> Tian's palace opening? Nope. We're, We're not, not there, there yet. yet. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I tried to push the segue for you, Nancy. I'm really sorry. We That's had, okay. Know, on the download, tried to work it in there, but no. You know, so we'll, we'll, we'll get we're to not that in charge, Tony. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that next. But first, let's talk about uh, there's a new lounge. Uh, so they oh. did add or re-add a little bit of... of drinking and dining space at the Disneyland hotel. Um, the former lounge at the, at steakhouse 55 has reopened with the limited menu. It's called, I don't know how long they took to came up with this name, the lounge, um, at steakhouse 55. No, that's the weird thing is no, I don't think it is. I'm, I'm just looking at a menu. It just says the lounge. Oh, okay. The lounge on the, on, the, on the Diz website, it says the lounge oh, okay. at Steakhouse yeah. 55. I don't know if that's been updated. Um, so they've got a limited menu of food. Sit, um, sit Ubu, sit. <laughs> looks like wings, fries, salads, uh, pizzas, burger sandwich, and uh, chocolate molten cake. So, like a very limited menu. Um, but at least there's something additional. I mean, yeah. you know, and it would be nice to have the drink full menu. rest. <laughs> yeah, and sure. wash it no. down with a crap ton of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably the same men- drink menu that you get in all of the lounges except for Trader Sam. So um, I'm not too excited about that. But yeah, no. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, it's, it's basically the same menu. 16 to $20 drinks. But. It's nice to have that space utilized. It would be nicer to have the whole space utilized, but um, that has opened in at the Disneyland Hotel um, in the. Actually, it's not in the tower. It's in the like the convention center space or adjacent mm-hmm. to the convention center. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, <clears throat> moving along to what Nancy was alluding to, Tiana's Palace. Uh, mm-hmm. Tiana's Dream Restaurant from the Princess of the Frog has made its way to Disneyland. Um, so this used to be the French Market Restaurant, and they went in and um, beautified it and, and made it uh, themed to Tiana. Um, has anyone been? Oh, Leola, you said you stopped by, right? I stopped by because my brother-in-law and and his family were eating there, and I had 
gone to the park and they're all we're eating at Tiana's Palace. So I I just went there to check it out and sit with them and try some of the food. But I will say because it's the hot new restaurant, if you want a mobile order, <laughs> your order the moment you walk in and uh sometimes the pickup is hours, almost like four to five hours later. So if you know you want to eat lunch, because it's great they have mobile order, but it's just really a hot restaurant right now. And it reminds me a lot when PIMS opened up at Avengers Campus. I remember I, I wanted to eat there. Uh, I walked in the park and when it opened and I couldn't get a reserv- um, mobile order pickup until like five hours later. So um, I think that will die down. But I'm excited that there is a place that has inspiration of not just a typical like burgers and pizza you know, if you look at the menu, it's it's oh my god type of uh, inspiration, and I think with the Cajun spice, I think it's great. Um, I was able to try <laughs> like the mac and cheese and the cornbread because um, that was what they had because they were they had their child with them, but they loved it. Um, uh, they said the jazz uh, the jazz music was playing earlier, and Tiana was walking around, so it's not a character dining. It's it's is a quick service which I think is fantastic. So you can, everyone, more people can try. There is a standby line. I think they stood by and waited 30 minutes. It wasn't that bad, but um, I don't know if they cut the line or so. Um, but a lot it's of people- still, It's still can, the same layout as, as French market as far as pizza buffeteria yeah. style. Yeah. And they, and they extended the seating area. Okay. Two. Yeah. And did you, did you try the beignet? I did try the beignet. It was yummy. It doesn't okay. take much. Tell, tell us about it because it is a little different. No, you know what? They didn't get that kind of beignet. They went and got uh, the other beignet because they oh, have a kid that doesn't like stuff stuff. So I have to go there myself to try it. But I will say I did walk inside. There's a lot of little Easter eggs. I love Princess and the Frog. Um, and I love everything about like New Orleans. Part of me wondered why maybe Jazz Kitchen Coastal changed because of this, I don't know. Because I don't think it would have. Jazz Kitchen doesn't look like New Orleans anymore. But if you want your New Orleans fix, I mean, come to Tiana's Palace. Right. I think. So this this beignet is a house filled beignet featuring lemon icebox pie filling, and topped with lemon glaze. There's nothing Sounds bad about delicious. any of those words. It's a it's a lemon filled custard filled donut basically and yes, oh boy that's it looks and sounds just as exactly wonderful as it. yeah i yeah. think i'm looking forward to it. trying the gulf shrimp and grits mm-hmm. and the muffaletta sandwich and the po boy sandwich oh my god <laughs> Red beans I, rice? I, I heard somewhere or read somewhere who knows what <laughs> in the disney sphere i found but that they were flying in the bread not surprising that they couldn't get it right. I don't know how true it is because who knows whatever you believe on the internet. I heard there's something about the moon landing, but Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that I've heard that. So I'm curious to see whether it's the same. It's the same principle as New York pizza, the water, like pH, whatever it is in the, in the water that makes New York pizza crust. So good is also reflected in the water. In New Orleans. So Nancy now's covered math and science. You're on fire tonight, man. <laughs> and so I'm, looking at well, you know, I'm excited about the chicory coffee. Have you guys ever had chicory coffee? Oh my I don't god. Drink coffee. 
It is the smoothest. It's almost tea smooth. The, there's something about the chicory that just makes it smooth. It, it gets all the bitterness out. You can drink it without cream. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's really phenomenal. They do have gumbo since it's Tiana's. Yes, now, Kim Irvine talked about this as well. And she said when they were actually for the film, when they were designing, you know, trying to create, okay, what is what this Tiana's palace in the film going to look like? And she said she was walking around with some of the artists and all that, walking around New Orleans Square. And they said they don't need to travel to New Orleans when they were talking about redoing French Market to Tiana's Palace. Because they said for the film, they used the French Market Hmm. at Disneyland as the inspiration. So it was really easy. And and then she she showed a photo of the French Market and all that and Tiana's Palace. And then... The, the still from the film showing the restaurant and you can see, you see the resemblance. So she said it was really easy for them to just, you know, redesign it and add the smokestacks and all that. Cause it's what they had in mind. I'm looking at the pricing on the, on the, 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 on the Disneyland website and like some of the pricing is a little high, but like sandwiches are only $16, uh, 15 or $16. Mm-hmm. The gumbos are 17 um, the highest price is nineteen fifty for the for the Cajun spice chicken Gulf shrimp and grits for only seventeen fifty only. Um, so I mean, COVID has affected some pricing, but it doesn't seem like it's as a significant increase as we've seen for other things. Am I out of my? Yeah, it just seems very dumb, reasonable. Numb, numb to price increases at this point. <laughs> I think um, when you're talking about how the menu is, is a little bit unique, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, it doesn't seem so bad. It's just not burgers and pizza. Right. I hope right. that the menu stays authentic or as authentic as it is and doesn't change to mm-hmm. something like burgers mm-hmm. and pizza. But right. it's so popular right now, and I think I've heard a lot of good things. And the little bit of food that I tried was good, so um, didn't doesn't seem so shocking. Yeah, and they show, like, there's a gluten-wheat allergy-friendly menu. There's an egg allergy-friendly menu. There's a fish, shellfish allergy-friendly menu. There's a milk allergy-friendly menu. There's a peanut and tree nut allergy-friendly menu, soy allergy-friendly menu, and sesame allergy-friendly menu. So I I think everyone in the family can eat here. Well, you know, that that sort of does it for this episode as we move out. We'll be hanging out in New Orleans Square, but the team will be joining us next week where we will talk about some of the nighttime shows that are now on the Rivers of America that you can view from New Orleans Square. We'll also talk about some of the other, uh, you know, stage shows and entertainment. Um, Mickey's Toontown, boy, didn't take them long to make a few changes. We'll cover that. We'll talk about Galaxy's Edge and even more. So thank you, you guys, for joining us this week. And I'll look forward to um, you joining us next week. So um, until next time, you can connect with me at um, 
at Michael Bowling at DisneyInfo.com. You can send me messages there. Um, on X Twitter or Twitter X, whatever it is, <laughs> I'm at mbowling121. On Facebook, I'm Michael Bowling dash connecting with Walt. And Instagram, I'm at Michael Bowling the Diz. And you can connect with me and Craig and the whole Disneyland team on Twitter at Connecting Walt. If you'd like to listen to more shows on the history of Walt Disney, his studio, his Imagineers, and Disneyland, check out our Disneyland podcast archives for my Disney history episodes on the link Craig includes in our episode description. And look for past episodes of Connecting with Walt on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Pandora, and Amazon podcasts, where you can subscribe to our show and leave some positive reviews and ratings when possible. So thank you for making us a part of your day. Remember, I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a man, Walt Disney, and his brother Roy. And I'm going to hand it over to Tom to take us out. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, everyone. Uh, that is going to do it for this special reunion show. We hope to see you all again soon. Hey, next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>